0: everybody welcome to another awaken your relationships boy rita and i have been doing this for a while you know i'm julie the money chick and uh we either act things out or we work it out and we do it through our money through our relationships or through our health this is what my work in the world over the last 29 years has taught me (laughs) but i i hardly have any gray hair so that's good no (laughs) but rita and i were just talking about the fact that um We just got to get busy focusing on what we really want in our lives as opposed to, what did you call it? You called it the accidental blindsided subconscious taking over our world, right? Like that we're, we're not, we're not living life and we're reacting to life as opposed to intentionally creating our lives.
1: Right. And all the science says, I mean, all the quantum physics, all these people that I respect, you know, as I was telling you about the Gaia show on what the bleep. Um, they all say we manifest our reality out of a field. And yeah, you've got, to, you've got to believe it. And I and I've been using this example to people. I said, okay, so when they built the Golden Gate Bridge, the workers just showed up every day, they probably didn't have a vision of what the Golden Gate Bridge was going to be like. But rain or shine, they showed up and they did their work and they did what they were supposed to do, believing that they were creating something and probably right. something great. Totally. And they just continued to do that day after day until the Golden Gate Bridge was built. And that's how we manifest our lives. We show up every day, believing that if we focus so on true. what we want and we unplug from what we don't want, unplug from the past and the unfairness of it all and how it's unjust and how, oh my God, it might happen again. Or I'm terrified about this or, so true. Oh, or what am I going to do? Yep. Um, we're creating that we're creating the past over and over when we reflect on the past in that way do you know it's so interesting that you say that because literally a couple months back
0: I had this major hit in one of my meditations that all the pile of poop I'll say in my marriage post-divorce stuff I knew that I could not bring one ounce of anything that occurred one ounce all the tied emotions and all the good reasons why I would justify it away and all the other, I knew not one ounce could I bring into the conversation or the reality of this moment in time. Because if I did, then all I was doing was recreating exactly all the crap that I was actually walking away from, right? And then I was in this meditation the one day and all of a sudden I realized, I was like, oh, that's like what forgiveness is about forgiveness is about really just like completely just going, yep, I'm just done with this energy over here. And it's going to be behind this wall. And yes, it all happened. And yes, I had a lot of emotions about it. And yes, it nothing turned out the way I expected it to be. And all whatever other story I wanted to attach to it at the moment, but I go zero, 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 zero of that is relevant to my life today. And yeah. if I brought any Smidge and thought, or any of the words that I would use to use, that would then pull pieces of that into today. And I know that seems a little like hard for some people to swallow, but I am telling you, it has completely shifted what's going on in my world. Completely shifted.
1: Mm-hmm. And you take 110 percent for what you created.
0: And right?
1: when you look at your past and you say, but that's so unfair. And they do all these things, which are unjust. And so the question is,
0: yeah, that is
1: really unjust and unfair. Why did you create it with your thoughts? <laughs> that was
0: a huge grieving process I went through. And I realized that right? I was the creator of every You
1: created that. it by your thoughts, by your internal world. And it's really kind of interesting when you focus your world on what you want instead of on the past and what you don't want, other people are still coming at you, you know, with their stuff, with the old stuff, right. But because you're not feeding your cortisol and your adrenaline and you're not feeding that reaction in yourself, your body adjusts to a new reality. And now the world can go on as it does without hijacking you.
0: Yes. Because your reactivity is when you're hijacked. Yes. And it's fascinating to me because now I'm actually teaching this step to my daughter. You know, it's like, okay, now I can sit in the observer of it and everything. It's just like, no, no, no. When other people are in their traumas and still in their reactivity, um, you have to get to a place where you can just observe their reactivity and observe their stuff and not play the game with them. The reactivity game.
1: Right. So where you want to come go, well. oh, yeah. in right. and, and, and say, okay, I know what makes me feel good. This is what I'm responsible a hundred percent, a hundred and ten percent for this situation. And you have to believe it. You do you have to take ownership, right? For my thoughts created this, yep. which means I need me, I must have different thoughts if yep. I want something different.
0: Yep. Yep. And And then your words then match the thoughts and your feelings then match the thoughts. Like, because our vibration are our words, our thoughts and our feelings, that is then what creates your reality. So the question is, so you had said, you know, this, this is how we start to break this emotional chemical reactions that we have, like by really making this, you know, pulling that up from the bootstrap. So like the process I walk clients through and, and people who take my courses, the first step in all of that is picturing the life that you really, truly want to create. And people don't years, really know
1: what they know, want. No, they
0: tell me all the things that they don't want, yes. but they don't tell me everything that they do want. And I'm like going, okay, that's great. So what do you want? And it takes a while for people like to shift gears to get into this place of, the dream because you know we forget you know to go to that playful place or that adventurous place of you know what's next for us at this phase of life And whatever age you are it does not matter i've talked to people in their 80s i've talked to people who are little kids it does not matter what age you are it matters about what adventure and creation do you want today in your life and yes you may have to clean up some of that stuff in the past, but like when I run people through the money stuff, I, people have debt, like that's your past in, in money world. And um, people will have debt, whether it's mortgage debt or whatever. And I just say, you know what, let's just put those payments on all, let's decide what our game plan is and put those payments just automatically on like autopilot, have your online banking, just send the payments. And then you never think about it. You don't do it all. Because if you sit here and you stress about, I gotta pay my payments, I gotta get my paycheck, then you're doing the same thing as we do in relationships. Like you then pull the crap that you walked away from, from the first place. Because if you only focus on the debt and you keep focusing on that financial past, all you're gonna do is create more debt. That's exactly how it works.
1: Right, And and Brown talks about how many times people are terrified of joy. They're terrified of, of what they could have. And it's right. because in our brains and in our training, they're associated. When we associate joy with, oh, my God, I really hope I don't lose this. You know, mm-hmm. she gives the example of parents looking at their children while they're sleeping and their heart fills with love while they're looking at their child. But then in the next breath, they think about getting a call at 2 a.m. because there's been, mm-hmm. you know, something that went wrong. And now the whole world blows up. They're associated. And yep. so if we recognize that every time we focus on what we want, we're going to have natural negative thoughts and feelings around it. And we have to say, nope, we're coming back here. No matter how I feel, I'm going to regulate. I'm going to regulate. I'm going to drink a cup of tea. I'm, and I'm going to purposely come back to creating and envisioning what I want.
0: So true. It's so true because, you know, um, I just want to tell everybody like, cause you're worth it. Like, that's the thing, like to create what you want and what you desire. Like, w- I think the pandemic that we all experienced that, that was people had the opportunity in all of that was that you got to face yourself in what it was that you were not living authentically in the world. Like it was showing whether it was relationships, like you talk about the fact that domestic violence was way up and, you know, people started to realize like, oh, I was spending all this money in all these different places. And like, I realize I'm still really happy not spending all that money. And so our savings rates across the country have gone up, you know, and, and we can find many different other things in our lives that we realize that we weren't really plugging into the world in an authentic way like that's in alignment with our heart and soul today. And um, the gift and all that is, is I think that now that we're gonna be moving more into the world and we're gonna be doing this dance with opening economies and closing economies, like we're gonna, this dance is not over. Why is the dance not over? Because we have a ton of people still operating from a place of fear.
1: And still and not, creating the past. Right. Instead of recognizing that the past is gone. All we have power over is creating our future. And if we I literally get come into the past. We're going to keep getting emotionally hijacked. And here's the neat side effect. So for like four or five days, I've been diligent. You know, because when I obsess about things, I obsess. You go. So I have it running <laughs> in the back of my head. This vision, and nope, cancel delete. And I think the words cancel and delete work well because they've got um, such harsh consonants. Mm. In Native American shamanism, they use rattles right because rattles wake break up the ego you know those those obsessive thinkings because it's all these different sounds and i think right. cancel and delete because it's those hard harder consonants helps uh give static so that you can let go right. of the idea and right. so i've been hyper vigilant on this is what i want these visions are what i'm going to focus on uncovering this picture and cancel and delete anything that doesn't fit right and 3 or 4 days of doing that my dreams started to change and it was all about how i'm breaking our my addiction to negative emotions to the adrenaline and the cortisol and the fight or flight you have to treat our emotions as if you have a heroin addiction you have to treat them with respect and recognize that it's hard but you have got to decide who you want to be and the direction you want to go so, that you can break that addiction we have to the chemicals of emotion that we've been feeding ourselves over and over every time we reflect on the past or problem solve or why did they do this or it's not fair or oh my God, what's gonna happen? Every time we look at the past or project something onto the future, we're recreating all of the trauma over and over and over again in our bodies.
0: Well, and, and, If we can really just be in that place where we can say, okay, I'm in my chemical reaction. People would say to me all the time when I was uh, going through my divorce process and after my divorce, they would say, Julie, um, just don't plug in. I'm like, I don't know how to stop it. Like literally, like I didn't know how, like, it's like my body was on autopilot and just went there. And it was like, so I know what you're talking about, that the physiological part And the only thing you can do is it doesn't happen overnight. You just have to, it's kind of, think of it like a diet, right? Like if you diet for two months, that's not going to give you the long-term effects that you want. It's about changing your lifestyle, right? Like you have to change the lifestyle. It's like, I have to wake up and stop actually for me, like I have to stop eating oatmeal or toast in the morning because my body blows up like a balloon when I do those things. We are no different with our chemical reactions in our relationships, or even in our money situations, right? Like we have to like start to realize going, oh, okay. So I get back up on the horse today and yeah, I didn't do perfect. And um, like, I remember the day uh, one of my spiritual teachers said, you are the female, you are the leader. So lead him to a place that's better for your children. And I'm like going, okay, we're already divorced. I'm like, what do you mean, Lita? I'm like, I'm going, what are you talking about? And he goes, stop communicating through the divorce software that all the attorneys told you to communicate through. And I was like, but that's my protection. And that's, and then all of a sudden I was like, oh, this is my chemical reaction. Got it. Because going into the software chemically put us both into a reactive place because it brought back the trauma of fighting with attorneys in the courtroom.
1: Right. But right? you had to have the software in the first place to protect yourself so that you could get that breathing room. Correct. Because, because you're, you're right. right. I did, I did need the breathing room. room. Yeah, because if somebody's always hitting on us, it's like you going to a hotel like, room. You right. know, you, right. if, if you're if if you feel you're in danger all of the time, you cannot make any headway. You've got to at least put some boundaries and some buffers so you're not always reacting based on something outside of you. And then once you get a handle on that, now you can start to be like, okay, we can put down the divorce software. We don't have to do it this hard. You can start to soften.
0: And and he shared with me going, the human voice will calm him down. So it regulates his nervous system a little bit more. And then when I was in a space where, and, and it didn't happen overnight. It was like, I would test it and then it would be fine for a couple of weeks. Then it would be like, bam. And then I'd be like, whoa, safety again. Like that this is the dance, but this is where I'm talking about like building the muscle that you have to build the muscle. And, um, and I think a big part of this is for us as women, we don't approach this stuff from a place of empowerment. It's that's another thing that's in our cellular structure from generations prior that we just, you know, we're supposed to be arm candy on some level. Right. And so that's supposed to be right?
1: But when you look at all matriarchal cultures, the idea is that the women goes into the darkness and creates with the thoughts and with our imagination and the men are there to support, to support. You know, yep. so that it can be manifested. It was never that women are downtrodden and, and their whole lives are meant to cater, you know, to a masculine patriarchal society. It's meant that women are supposed to be in that creativity. That's where the menstrual cycle comes. In many indigenous cultures, women, when they were on their menstrual time, would go away. Be by themselves for three or four days and do art and music and dance. Right. But then over time, it got turned to, oh, you're unclean and you're <laughs> dirty and there's something wrong with you and you're going to harm. <sighs> you. It's so true. Evil instead of <laughs> our natural creativity so and true. manifestation. And yep. we're still in that mindset. Yep. It needs to not be, yep. you're a bad, why didn't you get these things done today? Why didn't you get everything on your list done today? Well, cause I, cause I'm not supposed to, I'm supposed to start with my thoughts and create there. And then these other things kind of take care of themselves. Right. But I have to create. Right. Well, and, and I think
0: once we can get to that place of, cause I remember having those butterflies in my stomach of like, you want me to talk to them? What? Like, oh, cause it was stuff. What I realized post-divorce. So if anyone's watching this and you're not out of that relationship yet, and you want to be out It does not end in the divorce. The stuff that you were not willing to face in the relationship is still there post when you have children with this person. And the question is, is are you going to keep repeating the pattern, just be in a different house, you know, or are you, you know? And granted, not everybody's going to shift. Like I am super grateful that I continue to do the work and continue to do it. And, um, and he's actually doing his work too. So that doesn't always happen as well. So you have to be aware and, and watch, but um, it's just fascinating to me that, okay, like he even actually, I don't know if I told you this, but he actually um, thanked me, you know, for, I really, and the, and the gratitude is increasing because it first started with he's, he's dating this new woman, and this woman said, you know, your life is the way that it is right now because she paid for you to go back to college in your thirties and she did all that. Like you wouldn't be where you're at without her. Why don't you just call her up and say, thank you. And he did, to his credit, he did. And so that has started to, uh, again, change the chemical reactions of the toxicity what created everything in the first place. And to little things like, well, thanks for talking this out on the phone. I appreciate the time. Like, and I almost have to pause going, what did you say? Like, and, and it's because someone has to take that step first. And just because as a female, if you hold the space and you put it out there, doesn't necessarily mean that they're always going to step up. But, but if you are really, truly in your divine feminine power, and you're coming from an empowered place, holding space for potential is one of our greatest gifts.
1: We and do it I for like- our children. Yeah, I'd like to add another thread to that because in quantum physics, you know, all the science is saying that we're all connected to each other, you know, and mm-hmm. we're especially connected to people that we have emotional bonds to, whether it's trauma bonds, whether it's whatever. We've got right. a stronger connection. Our children, you know, like right. you know, somebody knowing if their child's in trouble, even though they're halfway across the world, these connections, like radio waves, are real. Yeah. You know yep. the, the attachments and connections we have with other people they have with us, and so on a level when we change, that changes too because when we rise up, it's affecting them it's raising right. them up too on an energetic level right and so so when, true. when you believe that my attitude, my energy, my focus not just lip service, like, well, I don't say those things to him, but I think those things, you know, but if you stop thinking those things, then it raises their vibration and they're able to be a better, they have the opportunity to be a better version of themselves. Whereas if you're saying all these things in your head, you know, what a jerk, and I'm not safe, and I hope this doesn't happen, and I'm so scared, and why is this happening to me, or it's not fair, that's what's doing the creating, not necessarily the fact that, that, you know, you didn't say all those things out loud.
0: No, it's because we got to remember it's our thoughts could also be our words, but it's our feelings. Our feelings are way more powerful than we even remotely understand. Right. Consciously. And if you think about, if you spend your time in fear or frustration, I mean, take yourself out of the equation and just look at it at the society at large. Like It's fascinating to me like in the state of Illinois, particularly Chicago right now, the fear around masks is like crazy. I go to Arizona, there's no fear whatsoever. (laughs) And you just sit there go, wow, what complete different realities. And trust me, we can all throw out our arguments of one way or the other. I don't certainly don't want to get into that. But what I want people to recognize is that where are we making decisions to plug into the world from a place of fear? Because I'm telling you, um, what I'm really clear about that I got in my meditations is that as a society, as a whole, we will keep going through this process until we eradicate living life from a place of fear. And you're gonna have one side of the equation that's gonna start waking up and start to how to do it, not from a fear place. So, because when you do it from a fear place, then somebody has control over you, whether it's governments or employers, you're able spouses. to be
1: manipulated. When you're here, right. you're blind, so you can't see what's going on, you're yep. living from the past, and people yep. I, I I likened it to this. You know, I said, okay, if you don't look at reality the way that it is, like if you look at somebody and say, Well, why are they behaving that way? They're supposed to be behaving nicely. Why are they behaving like a jerk? <laughs> when you don't see that everybody's a jerk when they're stressed out and in fight or flight, that that everybody has that dark side to them and right. and you see it and you acknowledge it and you recognize it. If you if you don't, you know, if you're like, why is this happening to me? You're like a baby goat staked to a tree waiting <laughs> for T Rex to come eat you. You're giving out this call that says it's like, <laughs> it's like a beast. Yeah, it's <laughs> you know and the predators say oh well this you is very well by the way <laughs> yes. It was hilarious my husband got this uh got um a call an electronic animal call because we live in the woods we you know he's uh we have a lot of animals so we got this little electronic call and one of the things on the call is help me i'm hurt and i sat there thinking a wolf's gonna come down the path if you've got a human saying help me i'm hurt hurt. like "Mm, i got some dinner right exactly (laughs) So if you're going to be blind to how you are, your thoughts and emotions are creating this, that leaves you as a sheep to be eaten. And that's why you why, that's why the predators come. They can hear you miles away and they'll come trotting because you're lunch. Yeah. But if you stay focused on, I'm not prey. I see what's happening. People are jerks. This is what they do. They get into their fear. How do I want to show up to that? You know, you're able, you're able to change things, but right. otherwise, you know, you're just sitting there waiting why people keep, you know, preying on you and angry that it happened. And, and I understand suffering is so hard, but really there's no other way out. You create your reality. You've got to stop bleeding, you know, like a like a, a, a prey animal that's wounded. Right, so that uh, they they stop coming to find you, and instead, people who want to have good, healthy relationships, like, hey, we're having a party over here. You want to come? You know, that should be their call, and that's going to draw in different people. They did a thing with um, muggers in prison, and they showed these muggers um, videos of people walking down the street, and they asked all of them, and they said, okay, who would you who would you go after? And to a a t, they all picked the same ones. And it's the ones who are not paying attention because they're in the past. They're in their head. They're not focused. They're They're not in the present moment. moment. Yeah. Not in the present moment. Those are the people that the muggers will go after. It's so funny that you say that
0: because no. Yeah. And so I, I couldn't figure this out. We were in high school. Um, my, my older sister would go downtown and every time she'd go downtown, she'd be wearing a gold necklace. Somebody would walk up to her and snap her necklace off of her neck. And they'd grab her purse, like every time she went downtown. And every time I went downtown, you know, I just was like, I would just look people straight in the eye and walk past them. And I didn't even think anything of it. Like, but it was just like, so my sister was more meek and she would look down because she was like afraid, like, okay, I'm downtown, I don't know. And they would know that it was like, so you're so right, like, the beacon that I was putting out there, like looking at him in the face, like, don't fuck with me, you know, <laughs> Right, you were
1: intimidating and predators pick the easy, and they pick the sick and they pick the old, they don't go after the healthy ones. It's way too much work. And so if you've taken your self-defense training, if you've looked them in the eye, if you, yeah. you know, if, if you've done these things to feel confident, they are not going to mess with you because right. you're too much work. Right. Predators look for prey. Don't be prey.
0: Right right and so this is all going back to like what our title was today is about it's about breaking that emotional chemical reaction and and it could be things like I'm learning with my body that um doing it it, doing some biohacks right so like I know I get some telltale signs like my lower back will start to hurt and I'll be like, oh, time to get a massage and realign because otherwise i go down a path and more of that chemical reaction if I don't pull it back to center. Immediately, right. as
1: fast as you can. Yep. And for me, it's cancel, cancel, delete, delete. I'm going to focus on these emotions. What do I we yep. do? Do, something. do? Yep. Right? Yep. No. Aviany, you haven't shared that one in a while. Can you, can you share oh, that yeah. one again? Yeah. yeah. You know, over the last 10 to 15 years, uh, PTSD science has really skyrocketed and people don't know this. And so when we were kids, you know, if something happened to you, you were molested, or there was a pedophile, or there was um, domestic violence, or there was, you know, anything like that emotional violence, nobody knew what to do about it, you know, and so it all went behind a door and, and became trauma, right? Well, when all the vets came back from all the wars we were doing with tons of PTSD, they said, okay, we have to understand how this happens. How does how is trauma created? And how do we reverse it? Right. and what they discovered is trauma is in the body right and it's and it's a trigger in the brain and when you um do things consciously to bring yourself out of fight or flight and back into a place of alignment and centeredness and i'm okay your communities i'm safe it literally reverses the PTSD reaction that you have in your body. It dissolves the cortisol in your brain. Your body metabolizes it and it's gone. It's gone. It's gone. One of the ways you can reverse PTSD is through these biohacks and by talking directly to your nervous system. And one of my favorite is Havening. Mm -hmm. And Havening uh, used to only be for people who spent, therapists who spent $10,000 on a weekend workshop to learn Havening. Right. It was only for the higher levels, but it's starting to come down into working with kids and working with other people. It's right. very simple. You pay attention to the level of stress that you're at. Let's say you're thinking about your ex, or you're thinking about a, a presentation you need to do and you give it a number, a zero to 10. You say, oh my God, this is at a nine, this is at a 10. And then you stroke your arms 20 times. You know, when I was in the midst of it, sometimes I'd be stroking my arms like this. <laughs> I remember that too. You'd be and like, get this Yeah, well, why you know, is it that working? You know, and I'm in the shower. <laughs> and then there's another one which are TAT points. And my husband would be like, why you have- We're going on a spaceship. On <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why do you have red dots on your head again? What's <laughs> going on? So, but- Havening is you at anti-AT points and all of this stuff is where you give it a number. What's your level of tension, right? And then Havening is stroking your arms 20 times, hopefully at a regulated slower pace. And by the time you get to 20, you give it another number and usually it's dialed down. So if it was a 10, now it's like at a seven or a six, and then you say, okay, what do I want to do now? The next one I like to use are TAT points. They're top is right. acupressure techniques and they're acupressure points that um, Asian medicine has known about for thousands and thousands of years. But she you know, kind of modernized it and brought it out into the contemporary world. Yep. And it's your thumb and it's your ring finger just on the inside of your eyebrows. Right where your pressure points are. Yes, exactly. And then the two middle fingers just sort of rest in the middle of the forehead. And then the other hand goes on the bottom of the skull the top of the neck and you hold that and sometimes you need to hold it for five 10 minutes you're well, waiting and you
0: guys you may be doing this and you may be like what in the hell am I doing and trust me when Rita had me do it the first time I actually said what the f- am I doing right and you would be amazed the next time you're in that chemical reaction whether it's havening or if you're doing your TAT points or the other one that you taught me was, so I'm in business. So I sit there and I'm in a business meeting and I can't really go like this in the middle of a fight. Right. right. It's totally it's like, yeah, I mean, oh God, I'm trying to calm myself down. So you can't really do that in business meetings. But the one you taught me was cross your one leg over the other mm-hmm. and put one hand on your ankle and one on your knee and you sit there and just breathe and that's a very normal thing to do like if you're in a setting where you can't really sit there and be like look like you're going off to a spaceship right or or rubbing yourself going why is she talking about why is
1: she rubbing herself?"
0: (laughs) but these techniques we have to understand that our body intelligence is amazing and these old indigenous cultures have these tools that actually Don't cost a lot of money, which is why the FDA doesn't really want us to. They're
1: free. You can do them anywhere. (laughs) Pop a pill,
0: you know. So I can make some money in the pharmaceutical industry. Not that there's not a need for that for some people, but I'm just saying. Like there are other tools that, honest to God, they work amazingly, amazing. So try some of these because you. This these are little tools to have in your pocket to break that chemical emotional reaction going on in your body as you're trying to get to
1: the new reality that you wanna create in your life. Right, it's kind of like, here's this dam and um, you're having this, this flood of water coming at the dam. And if you've got a hole in the dam, then the water is gonna start making the hole bigger and bigger until the whole thing crashes down. Right. But if you divert the water, before it hits the dam, then you can stay strong, you can stay stable. So you have to notice when you're negative thinking, you have to notice when you feel tense or anxious, and you have to say, oh, we're not going there. We're going back to what we want back to what we believe. And you have to be diligent with yourself because it's an addiction. Right? We
0: are kept Kevin- It is an addiction. And you don't realize that it is like no different than you're addicted to food or cigarettes or alcohol, whatever. Yeah. It- Um, I actually had my boyfriend say to me, he goes, you know, I think you're addicted to the drama with your ex-husband. And I was like, I'm not addicted to anything. What are you talking about? And then all of a sudden I started going, well, it certainly wasn't an intention that I wanted to be addicted to the chemical reaction, but there is, because it is a physical chemical reaction in your body, it actually does like become an addictive, like high, no different than like the runner's high that they talk about and um, so it's just about being able to recognize it enough to interrupt the process to realize that you'll feel a lot better doing it the other way than you will with the cortisol because remember that's also I started to realize that you know I'm eating healthy I'm working out but it was my cortisol levels that's what's really held like I drink my alkaline water I have my alkaline water machine I do and a lemon and celery every morning to alkaline my body. I'm doing the vegetables and the fruit and juicing and all that stuff, I'm doing all of it. But until I, none of that has worked in itself because at some joint juncture, you have to stop the chemical reaction to actually do that. And I didn't actually physically start to shrink until I started doing, I mean, those other things supported it to do that. But until you start to reduce creating the cortisol in your body, Right, And that's right. loving yourself enough and holding the boundaries and putting yourself in safe places, depending on what point in the journey that you're on. But it, it's all got to work together um, in this dynamic adventure, we'll call it, <laughs> yeah. of you getting to a life that you love way more than the one that you've been living.
1: Because if you're in fight or flight all the time, you're telling your body, I need these resources and cortisol holds on to calories. It hold it holds on to them yeah, because yeah. it says you may need to run at any time, so you better have some resources yep. so that you can handle this. It's I only when it. you stop, you know, uh, creating the cortisol by deciding not to go there, not to feed it. It's only when you stop creating it that the weight can start to come off and you right. can start to feel less anxious and, right. and less stressed. So you, you, you have to decide and make the decision. Right. I'm creating something different and I'm not going to allow myself to keep every negative thought is like you're taking a whip and you're hitting your body with it. Right, right. you literally are every time you think this isn't fair or why is this happening to me or they need to do something different or oh I'm ashamed or oh I need to avoid this you are literally taking that's your
0: monkey mind yeah
1: yeah and you've got to stop if you want your body and your mind to actually grow and thrive you've got to stop beating it up you right Got to
0: <clears throat> and you just have to start to see like I would get to a point where it's just like I can then see going, oh, I'm starting to go there and be like, you know what? I just, I need to go right now. It has nothing to do with you. But um, cause I could, I could feel that cortisol starting to raise um, in that situation. And I remember I just, I, I had this conversation with my boyfriend I was like, uh, so I know this is hundred percent all me. I am recognizing how it's reacting in my body. Um, I'm not really exactly sure what to do with it right now. So just know that I'm very clear, this is mine. Because remember, if you are triggered, this is this is a hard one, everybody. If you're triggered, it's your shit. It is not the other person's.
1: No matter it, what, no matter what, no you're matter saying, what, no matter how how threatening or scary they are, no matter if you have a, a an order of protection against them, you know, does matter, or you haven't talked to them in ten years. Right. It doesn't matter. And that's why we keep recreating the same relationships, even though we get out of bad ones, because it's it's our not recognizing that we're bleeding like sheep that's calling everybody in. Right. And when we recognize that when we step into our power, like you and right. I talk about, all right. the time when we say, I deserve to feel good, then we stop creating those relationships. But we have got to take 110% for the fact that our thoughts are creating every bad thing that's happening to us. Mm -hmm. And so we have got to start by changing our thoughts. Yep. And it is absolutely fascinating
0: to me that when you can start to recognize going, okay, I, the chemical reaction process has started. I have started to like activate, if you will. Just do whatever you can to back off and go, why am I activated? Like for me, because I'm a thinker, oh my gosh, it goes straight to my brain. I'm, I'm a financial planner. I plan everything, right? So it goes straight up to my brain. So I'm like, well, let me use my brain to my advantage. Be like, why am I activated? I start asking myself questions and then all of a sudden it all pops in. Like I'm being shown and, and maybe not at that moment but if I keep asking the question, then I'll be like, oh, like I got it. Like it's my not enough button being pressed again going, oh, but I am enough. I actually know that, but this is just a deeper layer Mm
1: -hmm. of
0: this healing coming from, you know, if you've watched any of my videos, you know, that my, we all have a rejection or a trauma that happens before we're seven years old in our lives. It could be terrible and it could be minor but it's something that hardwired in your subconscious mind and if you don't believe me go read the biology of belief by dr bruce lipton he proved it on a cellular level he's a biologist and mine was that i was sexually molested by a catholic priest that was a family friend and that was my trauma and that created my not enough response system i'm not worthy and then i've been trying to prove that i'm worthy to the world people are like Julie you're so driven you've accomplished all these things and I'm like going but it was from the wrong energy it was from the energy of trying to prove to things to the external world that I was okay because at that point when that man did that to me I wired in that I wasn't okay and I even repeated it like that was it might my and you
1: know what and you weren't when we're a kid, you know, we 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 tend to go back to our childhood and we think, or even just past relationships. Well, what if I had done this, or what if I had son- said that, or been this way? When we're children, we literally we are prey. Predators are looking for us. Our brain isn't fully developed. Our parents are thinking about whatever they're thinking about, you know, distracted with their life. Right. right? And we're figuring it out. We we are prey.
0: Uh-huh. And so
1: the trick is recognizing that now you're an adult who has resources, who has friends, who does, who has choices, whose brain is fully mature, and we are not helpless anymore. It starts with recognizing that you don't have to feel helpless to your own feelings. Right. And
0: recognize the fact that we as human beings have two operating systems. We have the subconscious mind and the conscious mind. Consciously, many of us are doing things and reacting to things that we would never do consciously because afterwards you're going, you have like a reactivity hangover, or I always tell people like a spending hangover. It's like, Oh God, I wish I wouldn't have done that. Oh, you know, because our subconscious mind 97% of the time is running the engine. And so as we unpack these triggers and as we unpack these things that are unsettled within us and go, how do I resolve that? You know, or like, why do I not feel enough? Like it's my stuff. Like, So often when I ask those questions, all it does is it brings up emotions and I feel them and then I'm past the trigger because the only way to get through these things is to feel your feelings that have been buried inside of you for years. So I remember the day that I finally felt the feelings of the fear of what this priest had done to me. And I just sobbed. I was terrified because I didn't know what was happening, how I was happening, blah, 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 all that stuff, right? So I just felt the feelings and it was amazing and how once I felt those feelings, all of it was gone. It was also a huge turning point then of how things then went with my ex-husband because there are parts, when we have this rejection or trauma when we're young, then we then call people into our lives on a vibrational level to reinforce that patterning. Like we don't consciously do that. That's just how every one of us is white.
1: Yeah, we don't know we're a sheep stick to a tree waiting for the (laughs) dinosaur to come eat us. We don't know that. We just think this is life. Oh my God, dinosaurs like your sister. (laughs) Right, right. Dinosaurs are everywhere waiting to eat us. And then when you start to break out, you're like, oh, there's some nice people. I just have to avoid the, the icky ones.
0: Well, and when you can start to see them go, oh yeah, I'm not playing with that energy anymore. I'm done with that lesson. I can now go to this other. Yeah. And just be like, yeah, I appreciate it. It was funny. Like that even came up with a client that I have. You know, she, she would project her stuff all the time. And um, it got to the point that people were exhausted every time she called the office or sent an email because they were dissertations. And she's like, I'm thinking of changing financial planners. And I sat with that email and I'm like, yeah, I I can't do this anymore. Cause like it was another, someone that was verbally just beating us up on a consistent and regular basis cause they were unwilling to look at their own stuff. And so I said, I'm going to say this with all the love in my heart, but yes, our business relationship is over. And she wanted to talk to me about it and everything. I go, actually, no, because I don't need to talk it through. Like she needs to now go on her journey to find And she may still continue here's the thing when we ignore our triggers and when we ignore like if we're really pushing it out to other people and making it all about them like it's their fault it's this fault there's a lot of that going on in the world today um but if we do that all we're doing is perpetuating the disease building up in our bodies because we're not healing it internally and I want people to hear that loud and clear because I have clients that I've been helping them unpack, and there's parts that they just can't let go of, and the disease keeps morphing. And I have clients at different levels. I'm going, okay, so you got the warning sign. You know, you wound up with um, a little spot on your skin that they removed that was cancerous, but you're good. Like it was just like, hey, pay attention to this because the, these unprocessed triggers, actually build up and crystallize in our body and that's what actually creates disease.
1: Well and they'll and they'll kill you. I mean I had yeah. I had um I had a client that I started working with like seven or eight years ago and she had a lot going on in her life. Ooh. I mean she I mean she had you know one person in prison and you know, children that had severe health issues and, and they, you know, just, just rounded a lot of stuff. And when I started working with her, I said, in a few years, this is going to make her sick. And she's not going to be, she's probably not going to be able to recover from this. Right. Because there's just so much that she's holding on to so much that her body keeps ripping itself apart that she's trying to carry with a smile and power through it and you you know positive and be happy and right you know and and the thing is is people think that they have to suffer for a long time before they deserve to do something that feels good but in reality that's what will kill you Right, You have to do the thing that makes you happy and feels good as soon as you notice that you're suffering, as right. soon as you notice you're in a bad space, because one, nobody cares if you're suffering. You know, I'm sure the people in your office with this woman that would call all the time, they're like, I'm sorry you got problems, but, you know, go live your life. They don't care that you're having a hard time, you know? generally speaking and well and when you're
0: when you're a person that genuinely cares right so like I have surrounded myself in my office with people who just really genuinely want to help and and their heart goes out to them and many parts in many of my employees lives like we've probably given way more than you know what we've directly gotten back and so but we have to watch that too right like it's like um it's not okay to get these dissertations about how shitty you are and it's like you have no idea how great we are and the great things that we're helping you through. And it really has nothing to do with us. It has to do with you. And um, cause I'm not triggered and you're triggered to shit clearly. <laughs> right. And you know, and, and, and you know what? And I really, I read this book that I was like, why do we have to like separate relationships or separate business um, relationships or anything in a toxic manner or employer relationships? Like I think it's so sad today that like well this was before the pandemic where people were you were treated like a criminal like you were met at your desk by security and walked out when they decided to get rid of you in big corporations and I'm like going this governmental is-
1: governmental too all across you know the lawyers make the decisions as to how people are treated and it's terrible like you're right like, and so- like you're going to a concentration camp. You know, yeah. we march you out. You can't have anything. You are going this way, and we're right. going to make sure that you don't. You know, right? And it's so
0: important for all of us to just recognize that where we want to plug into. You know, I, I, I'd like to leave people with this. You know, one of the biggest relationships I'm seeing, not personal relationships, but our work relationships these days, people are being challenged um, as to how are we um, plug going back to our work worlds. And, um, I want you to pay attention. Like if you are triggered by having to go back into the workspace that by however the chassis is that they're showing up, pay attention to that. This is a really like non-threatening, easier way maybe to start this journey. Cause it doesn't just show up in your personal relationships. It's showing up in your money relationships, in your work relationships, your family relationships, it shows up because who you are operating in the world leaks to all those places. And if you're triggered by like, you don't want to go back to the office three days a week, I'm telling you, then that job is forcing you to not be authentically you in the world. That's the information that you are getting. And I'm seeing this in a lot of places today that, yes, you want the paycheck. Yes, you want to keep doing things but I need you to start holding healthy boundaries and saying, you know what? That's not okay with me. I'd love to keep my job here. I just had a woman do this. She loves her $150,000 a year income and she has no idea exactly how it's going to go, but she walked in going, you guys have lost a thousand employees over the last six months because of how you're operating this company now. And you're forgetting about the human heart. You're forgetting about that. People are more aware now and we're plugging into the world a little bit differently. And they've realized we can have a better quality of life and I can do a great job for you. And if you're a leader out there, like pay attention to that because that that, that part of our relationship too, like, and and we won't help the society at large if we just chalk it up and just take whatever they give us. No different than like, I was chalking it up for years in my marriage because nobody in my family ever got divorced. And it was like, okay, well, I got to figure it out. My mom and dad did, even though they are they struggle today because they never worked on their triggers and they're still acting out their traumas. And, um, and it's fascinating to me. And it's all about loving yourself. And Rita, I love our chats every Thursday. And I am so grateful for all these people who come and, watch us because we're helping the world at large. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and how do, people, how do people find you? Well, a couple different ways. They can go to Rita They can type in Rita Hickman on Facebook and find me. I've got all sorts of stuff there, or they can type Rita Hickman on YouTube and find me. Um, Cause I've been around for a long time. I've been doing this stuff for like 14 years. And I help women break the chemical addiction to their toxic relationships whether it's an, an ex, a current, whether it's themselves, a childhood trauma, whether it's a job, I help them physically break the reactionary suffering cycle so that they can then come to you and fix their money.
0: (laughs) Yeah, because this is why I work with people like Rita, because of the fact that I'm not gonna, I know clearly I've lived and know a lot about the relationship piece, but my magic's in the money piece. And, um, I did, uh, put a link below um, I am giving my book away uh, at no cost. Um, you just have to pay for the shipping. And um, and I'm excited to announce, I don't even know if I told you this, Rita, that um, I had somebody from our lives reach out to me going, oh my God, you need to have a money program for single moms that are out there. How do they do this? Blah blah. So she has agreed to do a course with me live, um, a one-on-one, we're recording it, we're putting it together. So you actually have a real life example of being a single mom and how do you financially do it all when you're trying to work through your triggers and not only take care of yourself physically, but your kids and financially and you're sitting there holding the whole container yourself. And uh, so I'm excited. We're, we're helping lives and, and I am grateful for that.
1: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you know, one more place they can find me. I'm going to be speaking at, um, Vir- at Virtual Burning Man again this year. Oh, last year, And I'm doing it again this year. And uh, it will it'll be recorded because it's, it's virtual. But if people are interested in Burning Man and all that that entails, you'll be able to find me virtually. And I'll do a nice you know hour presentation on how to reverse this stuff, step by step by step by step, by step. because you can't do it by yourself. We no. try to do it by ourselves. And you would have already done it if you did. <laughs> yeah, you have to find somebody else to help you. You have to. Yeah, have to great stuff. Time. Okay, this was Beautiful. great. Love you guys. Have a great week, Love you guys. Thanks for showing up. Bye. Bye.